0: everybody this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Erin Carey and Aaron I just love our simulcast because we get to bring like the best of the best in our individual coaching practices which are a little bit different a little bit crossover but I gotta say I always
1: learn something new when I talk to you Yeah, that's so funny that you're saying that. I was thinking the exact same thing before we started, how this is always, it's fun, it's easy, and yeah, it is a two-for-one, and we feed off of each other well, so I'm excited about this.
0: Me too, me too, because you're sparking wholeness, and you've got this, you know, kind of, wellness, physical, nutrition, mental mm-hmm. aspect of it. And then I come with like the brick and mortar internet-based brand mm-hmm. strategy. But I'll tell you, if my physical is falling down, my company falls down. Yeah. If my company's falling down, my physical falls down. And I think as working full-time moms from home, With school-age children Mm -hmm. trying to keep a handle on our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, and our spiritual health, I feel like I'm spinning plates every week.
1: (laughs) That is true. It is a balancing act, but I know that that that's something I care so much about is trying to help people find this balance in their lives. Because I mean, we all talk about it, right? Like, oh, I need to find balance. But nobody actually knows how to do it. Nobody knows the practical. No, no. And you know,
0: and the the balance looks different for me Every day and almost every week. And you know, I, I teach this thing, Aaron, where I ask everybody that coaches with me to carry around this 24 7 planner. And all it is is basically an Excel spreadsheet. You can make your own. It has 24 hours down the side and seven days across the top. And each one of those blocks is like. Like, how are you going to spend each one of those time blocks? You know, are those time blocks going to be exchanged for family, for relationship, for work, you know, for income and in income, we call them money hours. But the hardest thing that I run into is I get my kids in the blocks. I know they need me. I need them. I get my significant other partner, husband, whatever you want to call them in that box. I put my clients in those boxes. (laughs) I put laundry, cooking, Mm -hmm. all these things in those boxes. The hardest thing I struggle with is putting me in there. Yes. Because Um. I'm so used to just punting me for the kids. For an earache, like you know, Friday night I spent three hours in urgent care with one kid. Mm. Came home, my dad was out of stuff, so and their potassium, their things he needs to go. So what do I do? I go to the all night pharmacy to fill it up. I think I texted you at like twelve o'clock midnight last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Because I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. I couldn't remember what day it was. Of course, mm. it's Saturday night. I'm thinking, is it Thursday? Is it Thursday? Is it do? Is it do? <laughs> And I'm, my, my um, Fitbit watch was dead because I hadn't put it in the charger. You know, it was so symptomatic of everything in my life. Uh-huh. So I couldn't flick on the thing to figure out what time it is. So I get up, I go into the bathroom, find my phone in the charger to see that it's <laughs> Saturday night at midnight. And I'm freaking out about something that's not due until Thursday.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I text yeah. you. <laughs>
1: Because I'm like, if I don't text you, I won't remember this. And I saw it this morning and it's funny because my phone is on silent, but I saw it this morning. I was like, what was she doing awake in the middle of the night? But that is just, that's how, that's how it is. That's how we do these, this stage of our life when we are balancing a thousand things, those, we will have those middle of the night episodes where we wake up and we're like, oh no, I need to add this, this thing. So yeah, yeah, I get it.
0: Well, and you know, I had an appointment for my older son on Friday, you would think going to the urgent care with my other kid would trigger the fact that I had an appointment for my older kid at the <laughs> same location for his sports physical. Oh, but no like that just left I was so focused on getting you know little one there to get his ear infection under control and you know I totally forgot my older one and then he fell asleep in his car he parked Mm -hmm. in the driveway and he was on his phone he put his head back and he took a sleep I pulled up later I thought he was dead (laughs) (laughs) I mean this is but this is a real family like Mm -hmm. that's like I like to talk about these things because that's real you know missing a doctor appointment to take a kid to another doctor appointment, mm-hmm. not realizing your dad's out of his, you know, medical grade potassium. So having to go, you know, to the all night pharmacy, like that had nothing to do with my workout, my clients, mm-hmm. like my peace of mind, my anything. I was like, you know, the little blonde, you know, 40 something with her finger in all the dikes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are the only one who can handle these things, right? Like it's, it's one of those things where it's, well, if I'm not going to do it, who's going to, I have to do it. like, this is what I do. Right. And so we're managing when we're taking care of all these things, that leaves us a very little time to worry about fitting a workout in or worry about like ah, Even just a healthy sleep schedule, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, healthy sleep schedule? What's that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That was when I first got my Fitbit watch. I have to be honest. I was so stressed out with the sleep reports because every morning I failed. I got up. I got a 62. I got a 67. I got a 61. And now what I've been able to do is at least twice a week, I get it into the 80s.
1: Wow. Because I didn't
0: realize how much the sleep deprivation was making everything else harder.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. It's crazy. And I don't think I realized how sleep affected me until I had a child at 35. <laughs> when I was 35 and I had my That's... third child. Because when I had a kid in my 20s, bounced back, no problem. But at 35, getting back into that sleep deprivation, it's like, Oh, dang, like I cannot function. And sleep really is essential to everything else that we do. That is so, so true.
0: Well, and I can tell you, like, I can tell you how to have a migraine, like my migraine cocktail. My migraine cocktail is to stay up all night to catch up. Mm -hmm you know, Mm -hmm. throwing laundry in, you know, doing my work stuff, you know, getting the kids stuff organized. Like I'll be cleaning out my refrigerator and I'll pull an all nighter about, I would say about every three months I have to pull an all nighter to catch everything up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Then I go out because now I'm exhausted and I'm tired. I will go out with my friends or meet somebody for lunch and I'll eat either chocolate. I don't drink, but sometimes I'll have a little bit of somebody's wine, you know, if I'm out to dinner. And by like nine o'clock the, that next night, I have a raging headache.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And it's almost like a stress-induced migraine, huh? Sure. With, with everything going on. And See then the blinding, in- the throwing up, the whole shebang. Because yeah. I used to think it
0: was just chocolate. Then I thought it was just red wine. Then I thought it was just sleep. But I realized that that's that toxic cocktail for me. Everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like toxic overload. <laughs> and yeah. I think that that happens... And it's so funny, I, so many things that I, I always want to ha- find, just because this is being trained in nutrition and stuff, I want to find a physical reason for things, yes. but there's not always a physical reason. Sometimes overload is overload, right. you know, whether it's a food or just the stress that you're carrying, it can still overload our system and our bodies are like, nah, I'm done. I am tapped out. Right. And it's not lot physical symptoms. Yeah. That's so true. It is.
0: And you know, that's why, like, I've changed certain things, Erin, in my life, because I, I read somewhere, there was a thing called decision fatigue. And I don't know if it's real, or not, but I have it. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, I have it. Because I cannot, like, some days, I cannot make one more decision. Like, don't ask me what's for dinner. Don't ask me where your, you know, sports form is. Don't ask me where your potassium pills are. Like, just don't. And one of the things that I've had to punt was getting dressed the way I used to get dressed. And I'll admit, like I had an eating disorder. I have some body issues. I don't like to, I have sensory issues. So I don't like certain fabrics. Mm -hmm. I can't stand certain colors. I don't like things that don't match. So I have kind of created this almost like a uniform for me, And I want to thank our sponsor today, Beta Brand, because They have made getting ready for work and for kids and for everything and making my decision process easier because it's going to be a stylish and a comfortable day thanks to my beta brand dress pant yoga pants. I have a pair in denim. I have a pair in black. And then I have these, Erin, you're going to love them. They're like stretchy on the background in the back. And then they're like a faux leathery kind of thing on the front love that. So I can dress it up, dress it down. And what I did recently, because I do want to be stylish. I do want to be comfortable and I got to be professional at certain parts of the day. Because like you, you homeschool, you know, I have kids with split schedules. Some do some at home, some go to school. I have my 88 year old dad and I have appearances I have to make. So I have to look nice, but then I got to go and sit in the gym with the kids. And then I got to look nice. And then I got to go head over to the grocery store. And then I got to come back and look nice because I build my meetings in around my family obligations Mm -hmm. and so I have found like especially the black pants with the the leather and they don't they don't get all like gross and stretched out and crinkly at the knees I can put those on with a white top and a gray sweater over it so I can take the sweater off in the gym I can sit with the white top at you know a dinner or a lunch and hopefully not get food on it Mm -hmm. and I always look neat and clean and professional and I'm comfortable because when you have to climb up the bleachers at a volleyball game that starts at 2.15, which makes me want to tear my eyes out because it's right <laughs> in the middle of my workday, and then I got to haul back for a meeting, mm-hmm. I can't look rumbled and sweaty and disheveled. I mean, I can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Those multitasking work clothes is probably one of the greatest things I've ever heard of. Like, that's awesome.
0: The greatest thing. And they have dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles. They've got boot cuts, straight legs, skinny cropped, and more. And I have three pants that I wear this way because three of my days each week have meetings. I try not to put meetings five days a week just because of the hair, or the makeup, the dress, the purse, yes. the whole thing. And I also found that keeping it simple for me, now you may like pattern striped and things like that, that's overwhelming for me. Because I want to pull on blue pants, black pants, you know, or black shiny pants. And then I have a really simplified capsule wardrobe that I built using Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And so I can grab those uniforms and, you know, because they're sponsoring us today, they also gave us these great promos. And right now our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash coach talk, because we're both coaches and we're talking. That's 20% off your first order betabrand.com slash coach talk. Millions of women agree, and I do too, that these are the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work. I swear, you know, they need to make a beta brand like jacket duster, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's how awful it is to put a, um, a, a jacket on or put something over. I tend to wear light sweaters, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to beta brand.com slash coach talk for 20% off, you can also see they've got other pants. They've got some accessories. They've got some sweaters. They've got some things. My whole thing, Aaron is we got to keep it simple. Absolutely. Like, We have to simplify. And one of the things that I did to simplify my life when I was looking in my day planner, you know, I write all my appointments down. I encourage everybody to do this. Put your appointments down, put your kids' stuff down, put everything down on one sheet of paper. Because when you look at that 24-7 planner that I talked about, like that just Excel spreadsheet you carry with you, you really get an idea when you fill it out how long things take, how much you're actually doing. And then, if you look at your planner at the end of the week and you get your appointment planner, your day planner, and your notes out, then look at them and go, "What did I do well last week?" Mm-hmm. And I also, I have this system where I put a red C when I cancel something in my planner. And then I go back and I look at all the red Cs. And what I found was I was canceling my yoga class. I was canceling my spin class. I was canceling my hair, my nails. Like, not that I do that a lot, but mm-hmm. I need a haircut like more than once every three years. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and so when I saw all these red C's, first of all, they helped me see clients who continually cancel over time so I could make adjustments. But also I looked a lot, Aaron, and I was canceling things like four or five, six o'clock. And they were always workouts and they were always classes for fitness. They were always my hair or my nails, you know, I kind of push them to the end of the day. And I realized that I had to start combining things because that 240 hours we have in a week to do everything is like $240. And yeah. I wasn't exchanging that time for some things and I was canceling the appointments on me. And so what ended up happening is I decided to get certified as a fitness instructor. So that I could go to the gym four or five days a week and get paid for it. Yeah. And then the other benefit was part of my package was I got a membership there for my whole family, yeah. which means my kids can go, I can stash in places, I can drop my dad there, and it gives me more peace of mind and more freedom, and it gives me income, because we just don't have enough
1: hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love, I, I love that you are making use of something you already love mm-hmm. and you're getting paid for it. And for me, one of the things that I did a few years ago is I joined a gym that has childcare included nice. because I do work for my phone a lot. And because I do a lot of planning from my phone, I have, I mean, you know, this, I have a thousand things in the notes of my phone, <laughs> all podcast episodes and guests and questions I'm going to ask. And I do that While I'm at the gym, while my kids are in childcare, and it's it's just a good use of well, this is something I need to do. This is something I need to do. So let's combine them into one. And I also do a lot of um, self personal development while I'm on the treadmill. I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to the newest, you know, nutritional theories or or whatever it is. Right? Like it's just been very helpful. Like you said, there are only this many hours in a day, in a week. So we need to make use of what we do because. You know, if I don't, if I'm not making use of that time, it's kind of similar to what you said about the decision fatigue. I will get into burnout mode where it's like everything is too much because I've overloaded my schedule. I burn out and then I don't want to do anything except like refresh my emails or something, you know, like it's just, I've got to make use of the time that I have. So yeah, I love that.
0: Well, and I will be honest. Like I kept saying two forty, and I'm thinking two forty is not right. Two forty is not right. So I looked at my calculator. We're <laughs> actually given 168 hours a week.
1: Oh man! So
0: I always like to think of my 168 hours. Like if I gave you Aaron 168 dollars to buy food for your family for the week, you mm-hmm. can do it. You may not like what you're eating. You know, you might be eating a lot of eggs, oatmeal, you know, know, bananas, Mm -hmm. but you could feed your family for the week on $168 and you have a good concept of how to stretch that money. Mm -hmm. 168 hours in the week. Like, I think that's a really hard concept to think about unless you equate it to $168. And so if I'm exchanging an hour, which is an equivalent of a dollar, of my 168 in my wallet, all of a sudden it has like kind of a different value.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, and time is money, right? Like that's a, it's, and, and so that's, that's a good way to look at it. I've never thought about it that way, but I know that for sure you have helped me get a lot more serious about my planning. Um, that's something you're so good at because I think, Oh, I'm an organized person. I know what I'm doing. I'll just keep it in my head for years. I think I, I I equated planning with like a failure to remember things. (laughs) Right.
0: Like like it's somehow,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important to plan because otherwise we we let go of the things that are important first, you know, cause we reschedule or we're like you said, we're canceling and yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that concept. Thinking of it as dollars and not hours.
0: Right. Think of it as dollars and not hours. And you know, for me planning is the difference between buying a new house. Okay. You buy a new house, you have a living room. Okay do you go and just piecemeal pick up furniture and stuff it in there? No, <laughs> you take a look at the big picture. You look at the room, you mm-hmm. see where the fireplace is. you see where the windows are. You see where the door is. Do you want an L shape? Or do you want a, you know, two mm-hmm. chairs? Do you want two chairs by the fireplace? Like women will look at, at, planning and organizing their kitchen planning and organizing their kids room, the new baby. That's the big one. What's Mm -hmm. the nursery going to look like? Yeah. You know, plan that sucker down to the detail. (laughs) But When it comes to our actual life, we don't ever take a step back and look at the whole room. And that's what a planner does when you look at it, especially a week agenda, a week at a glance or something Mm -hmm. like that where you can see the whole week because Two things happen when you see the whole week. Number one, you go, no wonder I'm tired. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, That's you look time. at all this stuff, no wonder I'm tired. But what it does also is it helps us say no, which yeah. moms are notorious for yes I can help yes I can volunteer yes I can take your kid yes I can get poster board and turn it into a solar system in eight minutes yes Mm -hmm. because we do that we say yes without thinking
1: yeah oh yeah and I'm so I'm such a yes girl and that's something that for me the last few years I've been practicing flexing my no muscle and really working on only saying yes to the things that I know I'm not going to regret. You know, I know that I have the headspace for, and it's been, I mean, there's something just the other day that um, somebody was telling me about, oh, it's been really great. You should consider getting involved in this. And I thought about it and I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. And, and I think also planning for that big picture and having a set of priorities, like what are the things I'm prioritizing this week? Yes. to those priorities, let's keep it. And, and, and if it's going to be, you know, even an income producing activity, let's yes. it. but, and this is especially, you know, for those of us that work from home and we have flexible schedules, like it, yeah. it changes from week to week, but we have to prioritize the things that are on our most important list. And then the other ones, if it doesn't fit, then e- pause and evaluate. That's something I've been really working on. Um, that's been really good for me. So, it's really know. good. It's good.
0: It's good for your body. It's good for your mental health because you know what you have. It's like going into the grocery store and not knowing how much cash you have in your wallet and hoping you somehow have enough at the checkout line. Like who does that? No one. Right. You know, no one does that, but that's what we do with our time. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this allotment of 168 hours a week and then we spend it. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about where it's going, what we're doing with it, how it impacts us. And then all of a sudden we're at the register caught short and we have to put stuff back.
1: Yep. Yes.
0: And that's what happens when we say yes without looking at our planner. And looking at your planner also helps you slow down the yes response because when we say yes, we want the other person to feel good. We want to feel good for being helpful. You know, all this positivity comes. We don't want to be that lady who's so busy. She can't help and everybody hates her. Like these are the things that go through our head. So when somebody asks me, can you do something? I say, you know what? Let me check. I need to look at my schedule because if I'm going to say yes, I want to be able to give you my hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, they like that, you know, because they don't want to say willy nilly and have you flake. So then I sit down and I think, first of all, is this something I want to do? Is this something I can do? Is this something that fits into my schedule? And then the big question is, what am I willing to give up to do this? Because uh, nobody, I don't care what mother you are, working, not working, stay at home, work from home, one kid, two kids, 10 kids. When you say yes to something, it means you have to say no to something else. Yeah. And the way to do that is to look at your week, look at your planner, look at what you have to do. Now, some weeks, Erin, I can look like next week I'm helping out at the school book fair. So I look at my schedule and go, well, I have to be the DMV in the morning on Wednesday. I've got two calls, you know, like Wednesday night. I'm like, you know what? That kind of is a day I'm already exhausted. So I'm going to put two hours at the book fair in there. And I did. I just, I texted you. I said, hey, Aaron, my Wednesday's full now, uh-huh. but I still have these other days to play with. But saying yes to the book fair on that day means not working, not going to the gym not cooking or cleaning or getting stuff done. Yeah. And they asked me to do the whole day. And I said, I can't do the whole day. And this is, I think, languaging. I think all women need to learn. Here's what I can do. Mm, That's not because I think it's hard for a lot of us to say no. So I just don't say no. (laughs) I just say, well, here's what I can do. I can do the book fair from two to four. Would that help? Why? Yes, it would. Did I have to say, no, I can't do the whole day and feel bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I just skipped to write to what I could do.
1: Yeah. I like that. That would be it. as I'm learning to flex my no muscle. That is like the next step up <laughs> is, is here's what I can do. And, it, and it's also more concrete for the other person. Yeah, you know, yeah. people like we, we need concrete. Nobody likes to be left hanging. I don't like to leave people hanging. And I feel like this is a concrete, Here's what I can do. Here are my times. I, I love that. That's a great tip.
0: Right, because then I can I can count on you. Like I also want to be a person I can count on. I don't yeah. want to be a person that says yes to volunteering, um, and and uh, you know then be late, then yeah. not show, have to call because of an excuse. Because then the other parents, the other volunteers, the other everybody gets screwed.
1: Right. So yeah.
0: I only say what I can do. And here's the thing. There's a thing in business that they say under promise over deliver. <laughs> so applying that for people to be satisfied. If I say, Aaron, I can do two to four that day. And let's say the DMV has a flood <laughs> and all of a sudden the DMV, all the appointments are canceled. You know, this, this has actually happened to me once I had an appointment, they had a flood, they had to cancel. Wow. So guess what? I could make the choice that morning to pick up the phone and call, you know, I know I said I couldn't help the whole, the whole day, but my appointment's canceled in the morning. Could you use my help? Almost everybody will say yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know anybody who says no, I'm full. Mm-hmm. So those things allow you to serve, to maintain your relationships with mm-hmm. other, you know, people, other families, other whatever, and um you know, doing these things allows us to feel good. And we're not really saying no, Erin. We're saying what we can do.
1: Yeah, that's good. I like that. I'm going to remember yeah. that.
0: And that's sometimes great. it's also being creative. You know, like when, when someone asks me something and I, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, or I truly don't have the time, I will say things like, you know what? I can't help with that but you know what? I could send a dozen donuts to school with Zach um, that morning. How would that be? Would that help? Yeah. You know, we don't want to make everybody fatter and eat donuts, but you know, the whole point is that we try to do something like what's in your power to do this. And Mm -hmm. with the book sale, you know, there's things you can do before and after. If you can't do, you can always ask too, like, you know what? I can't do those, but is there anything else that you need done? Yeah, A lot of times these groups, these volunteer things need somebody to send out reminder emails. I'm your girl. I'm on the computer all day long. What is it for me to send reminder emails on behalf of the group? I can do reminder texts, you know, with our adult handbell and kid handbell group. I cannot do anything. I cannot lift the bells. I cannot drive. I can't do any of these things, but I can text out all the reminders every Tuesday morning. Yeah. So really thinking about what you can do, what you're good at, what you like to do, what works in your schedule allows you to have a better flexibility with the use of the word no. Mm -hmm. And that way, no is reserved to, you know, no, because no is no. Now, let me ask you, do you give a reason when you say no?
1: Do you say, no, I can't because? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I think probably I do. Um, yeah. Cause usually if I'm saying no, usually I have some kind of a reason that I'm sick because, because I feel so guilty if I'm committing to some, something, especially and then taking back saying, Oh no, I can't do that. So I don't know. I think it depends on the situation.
0: Well, I encourage you to listen. And this is one of the things that I noticed in the languaging between men and women. Now, I work in tech, so I work primarily with a lot of men. I work in the military arena primarily with a lot of men. You know, women comprise 20% of our armed forces. So I'm dealing with a preponderance of men in the firearms in the industry, the radio industry. You know, all these different industries are probably 60 to 80% men. Men, when asked if they can do something, they say, nope, can't do it. Uh, I can do this like a meeting. Can you meet at two? They say, no, I can't meet at two. I can meet at four or Tuesday at three. What do you want to do? Women, however, go, no, I'm sorry. I already have a meeting. I'm going to be blah, 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 blah. And when uh-huh. you explain those things, cause you feel bad, you feel embarrassed, mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings, all these things that we put on all of this, cause it's just an appointment, right? It's either you can do it or not. Uh-huh. We do all this stuff, this song and dance to ourselves when we don't have to. And so I'm going to encourage you and everybody else. Cause I had to learn this, mm-hmm. that you just say, can't meet it, too, can meet it, this. And this is particularly hard, I think, when women have children and they're balancing that kind of work-life balance myth. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have guys in my office who leave every Wednesday at four because they coach the baseball team, for the kids' baseball team. They do not tell people they're leaving to coach the baseball team. They just say, I'm booked. They say, can't, I'm booked every Wednesday from four o'clock on, but I can do two and three. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're doing. Like they could be picking apples. They could be coaching, you know, <laughs> yes. they could be doing any number of things. So my question to you and, and to the listeners today, and if you're a guy and you over explain or you're a girl and you over explain, why are we doing that? Are we doing it to make ourselves feel better? Are we doing it to make the other people feel better? Mm-hmm. I don't think so.
1: That's I think it's all so about us. It totally is. Well, and I'm also an over apologizer. I found out and it's the same kind of thing. It's like, it's not necessarily for the other person. I think it's for me. Yeah. I mean, I did Okay, So I go to counseling once a month, just as a maintenance. Like, I just think it's really important. Me too. To do somebody... not. Oh, it's, it's, I like, if you can do one thing for yeah. self care for yourself, invest in just an hour of counseling every month. It is so yeah. good. But one of the things I had to switch around my counseling appointment because, you know, something came up, who knows? And I, I, apologized to her when I got there. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I canceled. And then I apologized again later mid session. And she said, let me ask you a question about that. <laughs> said, Why are you apologizing to me? <laughs> and I was Voice. like, well, I mean, because I, I like, I like honoring my commitments. That's important to me. She's like, I mean, it's your counseling appointment. The only person you're letting down is yourself. And the only time you'd really be letting yourself down is if you just stop showing up forever. She's like, you, pushed it back a week. And and it was such a good, so now I've been a little bit more cognizant of when I apologize to people when I don't need to, or when it's just an interesting, I don't know what that is. And it is because probably at the root of it, I, it's something about myself that I'm feeling deficient in, or that I'm feeling like right, I don't like want I'm to
0: disappoint everyone. someone. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want, and it's this mm-hmm. whole story we tell ourselves because I do the same thing. Yeah. You know, like I do the same thing. And, you know, there are times like I will apologize because I've inconvenienced someone. That's yeah. a valid apology. And my friend Mark used to say, you are banned from saying I'm sorry to me for the rest of our lives. We've been yeah. friends for like 20 years. And he's like, stop saying I'm sorry about these things. He goes, because you shouldn't be sorry because you have to change something. Everybody has to change things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can be polite and say, you know, I, I, you know, apologize for having to change for the third time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but, but realistically, um, I think most people understand having to change appointments. And I also want to talk just for a minute about what is an appointment, Erin, because this is something that I think women have a harder time with than men. Yeah. We have in our head, there are doctor's appointments, there are nail appointments, there are hair appointments, there are work appointments, like we have all these appointments. And Mm -hmm. each one of them has a value scale. Like if your daughter's going to prom, that hair appointment and nail appointment will be priority one. If you and it's just a Thursday and you need your roots done, the hair appointment is maybe low priority, but if your roots get too long, the priorities get higher and higher, right. like, you know, we kind of go through this whole thing. And so one of the things that my coach taught me recently, and you know, he's this cool guy and he says, Sam, an appointment's an appointment. So if you have to pick your kids up from school, And you are telling the work people around you, you're allowing them to put a value judgment on picking up your kids from school because somebody who doesn't have kids, doesn't like kids. is going to resent that somebody who has kids Mm -hmm. is going to understand that someone who's stressed is going to be like, great. She's out fooling around, picking up her kids while I'm doing all the work. So he's like, "Less is more just, I'm booked at that time. I have an appointment at that time. And to take away what kind of appointment, what is it we're doing, like all of that has a nine out of 10 chance of working against us. And it makes the other person feel bad because it's saying, hey, my picking up the kids from school versus asking my husband means they're more important than you at this moment. And yes, our kids are more important, but you get the point. Like we all have value judgments based on things. So let's keep it neutral it's an appointment. I'm voting at that time.
1: That is so good. And I was, and that made me think, you know, we do that even for sick days. Have you noticed how there's like, there are sick days, there are mental health days, there are family emergency days there. How about like, I just can't go to work today. You know, like like, that's what my husband does. Like when he doesn't, he doesn't have to quantify which type of a, you know, day he's taking. And I guess maybe for some jobs you have to, depending on how you got to,
0: Right, if you know, there's something. a classification
1: there, right. that's one thing. Right, but for the most part, I mean, I I taught um, English for 11 years, and for t- teachers, it was kind of the same thing. Well, I'm taking a mental health day tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, I'm, like, that's just how we would communicate in, in the teacher world, but really, it's like a day off is a day off, you that's, know, and it's so interesting to think about Well, and
0: on my mental health days, like, because I take them, even though I'm my own company owner, I can only fire myself, and I have to report yeah. to me, you know, on my mental health days, quote unquote, or my vacation days, or my sick days, mm-hmm. I got news for you. I'm still probably throwing in a load of laundry. I'm still making <laughs> dinner. Now, whether I take a nap for two hours, go into Rite Aid and load up on Theraflu and all the different mm-hmm. cold medicines, or I might take my kid out of school, which I do sometimes, and take him to lunch and bring him back mm-hmm. to school. Because when you're juggling 100 miles an hour, traveling for work, going, 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 I will call the school and I'll say, hey, can you have Zach ready at 11 o'clock? I haven't seen him because I've been working too much. I want to take him to lunch for an hour. I need an excused absence. We're going to the dentist. (laughs) And I take my kid we go 5 minutes from the school we sit down we have fast food which he loves taco bell mm-hmm. or mcdonald's and then we sit there and we talk about our day with no kids no brothers no dad no tv mm-hmm. no phone no everything you tell me if that's a valuable use of time
1: yeah oh, oh yeah for sure. yeah oh, yeah
0: uh-huh. totally and if you have a divorce situation and your kids are with you every weekend even more important to make a date like that with your kid And yeah, yeah. sometimes you have to take a step away from work. They have to take a step away from school. The world will not fall apart. But there's no one to judge you doing this when you just say it's an appointment. Mm
1: -hmm. If you don't
0: have to classify it for something like a form at a school or a form at work, shut the yapper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, make it an appointment. (laughs) Sorry, I'm booked at that time. Or I'm booked at that time, but I can do this. Yeah you know, because I think we all struggle with those things. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's a constant question is like, well, how do you balance your days? How do you, I mean, and it's so funny. I look back and I guess we all do this, but you can look back at your life, say five years ago, 10 years ago and look at your life today and go, man, how did I get from there to here? How am I doing all the things that I'm doing right now and (laughs) making it work? It's because we do have to pick up a little bit of things, tidbits along the way from people like you and people like me. Like we all need somebody to hold us accountable yes, for yes. for the ways that we are trying to lead these healthy, balanced lives. It's It's not easy and we can't just do it by ourselves either. No,
0: no. And I think, you know, when I was growing up, It was, you know, and and to be fair, like I'm the product of an immigrant family. My father's family came from Germany. My mother's family came from Poland and the Ukraine and, you know, kind of everybody was poor and they all lived within like blocks of each other. Mm, Yeah. So you could have Aunt Mary, Aunt Nancy, Aunt Ruth, you know, pick you up. You could get your like head smacked in by your uncle bill who's like don't talk to your mother that way you know all these things but now we're kind of affluent you know most families move a lot they move for their jobs so there's not that like equalizing factor even if it's the shaming factor of the whole family Mm -hmm. to help raise kids that's so true. Yeah, It's like all on the mom. And if you're a homeschool mom, which you are, you have not only the educational component, but you have the emotional component, the spiritual component. And, you know, even like out here, Aaron, some of the churches have been combining forces. And I actually have a church and a temple that use the same building out here. So you've got the, you know, the the temple service and the church service, you know, just at different hours. If you're a Jew, you go at 11. If you're like, you know, Protestant and Lutheran, you go at nine. So as we compress more and more into, we also get more and more isolated.
1: Mm, yeah. Well, it's so true. And even thinking about, you know, going back to what you're saying earlier, like booking ourselves so that You know, when somebody needs help, we don't, we don't want to be that person that doesn't have, that's not able to help people out. But I live in the DFW area and everything is so spread out. And so if I have a friend who, you know, their family, they, they're having, you know, sick kids, a bunch of stuff going on. I can't just go drive to their house and drop a meal off, but I do have, you know, my food delivery app and I could put it in a food delivery and have that food delivered. And so, but it's, but the personal touch is missing. And I, and I hate that. I love that I can still support them and help them out with you know a click of my phone button, whatever. <laughs> but I, it, I hate that I don't get to make a meal and go deliver it because if I had to do that, just Dallas traffic, it's it would be forty five minutes one way at least, and then forty five minutes an hour the other way, and we just can't do that. So no. yeah, so I agree. So we we've, we've lost a lot of that too.
0: We have, and I think that's where like it's really important when you block out your appointments, you know, once a month I have, and I learned this again from my coach, he's such a, such a great thing to do. He makes a date with himself once a month for a half day. Hmm. And so sure. he said, it's usually on a Friday. It's usually the third Friday of the month. Cause the last Friday of the month, he's like, we have payroll. We've got all these things to do the second Friday of the month. We have payroll and bills to do. And he's like, You know, the second Friday of the month, and he he found the the sweet spot by looking through his old calendars to see when, historically, Mm. is he the least busy. And so a Friday afternoon, the third Friday of the month for him, and it conversely worked for me, too, was a very, you know, not super busy day for me. So what I decided was that I was going to take that half day on Friday, arrange for my kids to be picked up and brought to their activities. And then I'm taking my day planner, my journal and not work. And I'm going to go and take myself out to lunch. And I'll be honest, sometimes I go to Taco Bell. I'm not going somewhere fancy, (laughs) but I will go somewhere where I can have a table or a booth to myself and I can sit there for a couple hours without anybody bothering me. Mm -hmm. And I look through my planners. I think about, am I happy? Mm -hmm. You know, and if I'm not happy, what would make me happier? Like now that I'm working out five days a week without fail, because it's in my schedule and I'm getting paid for it, Mm -hmm. people depend on me so much happier because now also I can eat dessert and not feel guilty, you know, not every night, but I can do some things. And at that point, I'll also evaluate like, how is my hair? how is my weight? How is my health? How are my nails? Like, how is my skin? Like, are there things I need to be doing? Like, I realized I look like the crib keeper lately. I got to make sure I moisturize every day. (laughs) It's that time of year. Yeah, right. It's it's the year. It's the season of like forced heat, you know, bitter, freezing cold. You walk in and it blows your skin cells off. So, you know, but if you don't ever stop enough to take inventory of yourself and yes. this is where I'll look and I'll go like, before I do these things, Aaron, I'll go into my closet. I have a section of my closet where my gym clothes are hanging. And sometimes like, you know, after so many uses, your sports bra is like ridiculous and your <laughs> you know, the gym pants are like, you know, like my one, like side, like the band broke. <laughs> so mm. it's only elastic on like three quarters of it, you know, where the seam is. <laughs> so i go through and i kind of make an inventory of this and going okay what do i need because i can go into sam's club and buy five pairs of leggings and completely redo my work wardrobe for gym class mm-hmm. in 20 minutes but i can't do it 5 minutes before class when i pull mm-hmm. out the last pair of pants and it's the one with the broken waistband yeah <laughs> you know you know so i think having that date with yourself whether it's like a one hour, a two hour, three hour. Like for me, I find three hours, a good sweet spot. I can eat. I can think I could either get my nails done, get a manicure, maybe get a massage, go pick up some pants. Or sometimes
1: Erin, I just walk around the stores. I don't buy anything.
0: I just mm-hmm. look at it.
1: Yeah. I do that. I love going to stores that have a really good book selection. Yeah. That is like, that is self-care for me. I used to do it. It's so funny. I did it in high school. I would go to a bookstore when I was feeling overwhelmed and I would just wander around and look at books. And sometimes I would, I'm, I'm a weirdo. I like the way they smell. I'd yep. breathe them. You know, I know a lot of our bookstores are closing down now, so yes. it's like we don't have that, as much as we used to but that is something for me I like to spend some time in a place like that because I feel like I get inspiration yeah. I feel like I get refreshed and and it's just a time that I'm like okay this is who I am outside of all the things I have to do and Every all other
0: cat you're wearing I mean
1: I just I just potty trained my my baby and my, my the one right above him I'm still wiping him when he goes to the bathroom and so some days I'm like do, do I just wipe butts all day is right. that all I do you know so to be able to get away and to yeah. remember who I am outside of the butt wiping that's really helpful you know yeah. because we we do so much and we've got to carve that time in absolutely because it
0: is defeating you know like I spent three hours this morning you know we're recording on a Sunday and I decided not to go to church decided not to wake everybody up because Aaron, the like there was so much crud on my kitchen floor like you could literally grow a plant in the corners you know because I live where it's like <laughs> dusty and all the the dust and the dirt blows in and I just couldn't take it. So I'm like, I got everybody up. I'm like, everybody strip your beds, bring yeah. your laundry down. We're going to, and we line it up. We have a hallway on the way to the laundry. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we just drop in piles. The whites drop here. The towels drop here. The sheets watch here yeah. because it's football day in our house. And you know what? Those loads can get done and they can be folding. Uh-huh. We're watching the football game. Yeah. Like these things can get done. And the problem is tomorrow night, there will be another pile to wash. Like,
1: there is just,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like, it doesn't stop. Like, every Sunday, I wipe out my fridge top to bottom because I have boys, my older brother, my younger brother's living with me, my 88-year-old dad, and my boys. So that's Mm -hmm. a lot of boys. That's a lot of spills Mm -hmm. that nobody, you know, the yogurt turns into cement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if I don't stay up on it, like, I also feel out of control. I'm not a super neat freak but I can't take dirty.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it does. It always piles. It's so funny having boys, the laundry. Oh my gosh. It's like, there's always, we went last week, we ran out of socks. The boys have so many socks and we ran out because somehow all the little tiny socks had gotten underneath the big piles and never got, because again, it's, I'm always putting in the big piles and the socks are dropping out. I mean, it's just, yeah, ongoing. And I feel like that's just metaphorical for, how life is, right? There's always another pile. There's always (laughs) always another pile. You know where
0: recently I find socks hide a lot. They hide at the bottom of my kid's bed because he wears socks to bed at night in the winter, Mm -hmm. takes Mm -hmm. them off and they peel up and they get stuck because we kind of have hospital corners in our beds, you know, Mm -hmm. tight, tight corners. So I was, when we stripped the bed, like all these little sock balls fell out uh-huh. and I'm like, and then we had to move the bunk bed and we go down behind the bunk bed and Hey, there's a bunch yeah. more little sock balls. And cause isn't it amazing how many socks you can buy and then a week later not have a mate?
1: It, it's crazy. It drives me nuts. I don't know where they go. I don't know where they go either. And
0: you know, my older one is super, super picky. My younger one is, is he'll wear, he'll wear blue and a green sock. He doesn't care. Like he kind of thinks it's cool. He's like, I don't care. mom. He goes, a sock's a sock. But my older one is, and this drives me bananas. He is 16 year old with a size 16 foot and he's six five. Oh so when God. you have a size 16 foot, I bought him special socks. Cause you know how all the kids wear crazy socks. Like that's uh-huh. the whole thing with the cool socks and stuff. Well, when you have a 16 foot, you're not wearing anything.
1: So yeah. I found
0: on Amazon, a specialty company that makes socks in a size 16. Wow. You know, like the dollar bills, the patterns, whatever. And he was throwing the socks around I'm like, no. <laughs> like, you had no idea they are so expensive. I had a special order them. It took six weeks to get here, and they're from Italy. And I had oh like gosh. this complete spaz out over socks because I don't know where they go. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, if they're like these, like you know, like Gucci socks or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's just it's mind boggling. But I think that you know, it's so good for us to talk about these things because every mom, I don't care how perfect you think you are. I don't care how you show up for the PTA or the PTO and your fancy car and your beautiful nails. Everyone has felt like this as a mom. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, that's so true. And it's like, no matter Like you said, no matter, I've been a working away from home mom, I've been a working from home mom, and this has stayed the same for 15 years. It's like, it's an ongoing, no matter what stage of momming I'm at. Yeah, so true. It mm-hmm. is,
0: and you know, it's it's funny. Like you know, there's so many courses, and I think you know, I was kind of a training junkie. You know, for 20 years, I signed up for any training course they had. You know, I went yeah. to Stephen Covey out in Utah for like Salt Lake City for a week on planning, mm. like just a whole week. I mean, talk about a snooze fest, you know. But you <laughs> it's know, a I, long time.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's a long time. But then I learned like there's psychology behind a lot of this stuff. You know, like. Do you know if you do something poorly, the rest of the day, if you don't acknowledge that after failing or doing something poorly, that for at least a 24-hour window, your confidence will be shot, you will make more mistakes, you will have a lesser view of yourself, lower self-worth, all these things. And I was reading the study that I'm going to leave you with because I think it's really cool. Scientists had, cause you know, it's like a football day, but scientists had 10 people kick a football, an American football into a goalpost and they kicked it. And then they rated people kind of how they felt about things before and after. And some of those things were, how far is the goalpost? How high is the goalpost? Like how heavy is the football? And the people who, were able to kick the ball through the uprights, you know, and this wasn't from 30 yards, you know, we're talking a small fake little thing. It's not like we're putting them up against the green Bay Packers, you know, (laughs) but the people who kicked it through the uprights who were successful with 10 tries, you know, at least one going through rated the ball as lighter rated. The Mm. bar as lower rated the posts as close, you know, like farther apart. So it was easier They rated that task easier and they had more confidence than the ones who didn't get a ball through the uprights. It was further away. It was higher. The ball was heavier, all this. And the thing is nothing changed. Yeah. All that changed was their perception after failure. So if you blow something, like you blow a meeting, you blow a job, you blow something with your kids, you blow something with your spouse, you blow a fuse in your house, I don't know, whatever it is, just be aware that for at least the next d- day or so, you're going to perceive things to be harder, more difficult, that you won't be able to try things. So my advice to you guys today when you have that is do something that you can accomplish. You know, clean the fridge out, put the clothes away, organize your office, play a video game on your phone. I don't care whatever it is so that you can have a win. Because when you feel that win, that's that feeling we want to get to go forward because success begets success. But failure also generates failure. And this is just part of the human condition.
1: Yeah. And it goes to what, was it Henry Ford that said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Exactly. exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques. Uncoach.